Welcome to the oh, hey there. podcast. We are back. Football is here, Leo. Football is here. Um, I know you don't want to talk about basketball right now because your warrior, your oh, I'm sorry, not your Warriors. Your Dallas Mavericks are down 3-0. I did text you. I want to say, what was it? After game one, this is going to be a sweep, but we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, we did get some Trey Lance content today. We got some D Ford news today. Uh, Debo Samuel was in Dallas. He's back here in Austin, right in my neck of the woods, literally 10 minutes from me. He's working out at the, the uh, Pflugerville uh, fields that are right, right up the street. Uh, so some interesting stuff going on. Leo, what's going on, buddy? You know what? Yes. The Mavericks are getting shredded by the Warriors. Um, but I'm going to be that guy. Coming into the playoffs, Luka never went past the first round. And for me, as a fan of Luka, like, that was my goal. Like, Luka's got to win a series. Obviously, he missed the first two games because he got hurt against the Spurs there in the final game of the season. And uh, so they got past the Jazz, came back against the freaking Suns, knocked out Chris Paul and Devin Booker, like, beat them badly on national TV game seven. Literally, like, NBA Twitter was excited about them. There was, I never seen so much unity with with the Suns getting knocked out by the Dallas Mavericks by an embarrassing fashion. Um, and then obviously, your team makes Western Conference Finals. Like, you want to advance. Uh, hindsight twenty twenty, looking at the two rosters, there's no way. There's no way the the Mavericks were. Uh, going to beat the golden state warriors uh obviously i hoped um <laughs> i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend like i didn't hope or like i i convinced myself on a biased opinion that they could find a way but you know i talked to our guy at niners nation who's a big time warriors fan jordan elliott uh you know during the series and he was just like yeah like mavericks are getting smoked no yeah you're you're probably right so <laughs> Uh, but hey, we have football back, so I'm not I'm not even worried about basketball anymore. You know, it's it's a second thought. Uh, we'll see what happens in this in this next knockout game, elimination game, essentially. I am not a Warriors fan, but I enjoy Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And I know this is the Niners podcast, but I figure most people who listen to this are probably Warriors fans because it's a lot of it Bay Area related. Um, oh I, yeah, I'll say that my my family's from San Francisco. My parents born and raised. My sister was born. Um, Unfortunately, I had that. I was literally just born in Texas, and that was about it. So I can't. Ha- I don't have that San Francisco birth certificate, which which probably <laughs> haunts me. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the Mavericks sucked. You know, basically since they won their ship in 2011, and the Warriors were my playoff team. You know, I was vibing with the family, like hoping your team wins. So this is uh this this series in general was, has been pretty weird to me. Guys that I endured and and loved seeing them get to the highest point of their career, and I'm cheering against them when I'm used to cheering for them at this moment. Uh, but I guess I'll cheer for them in the finals. <laughs> yeah, it's uh like I said, I'm not really I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm, you know, I watch the Bulls, but I thoroughly enjoy watching Steph and Clay and and eh, Draymond to an extent, but uh. Like I told the people down here in Texas, you, they got to stop betting against these uh, these teams from the Bay Area. Uh, I bet several people that the Niners would beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. I won that bet. I came in after game one and said the Warriors are going to sweep or, or win the series pretty handily. 
And then I got some pushback, so they all wanted to bet. So I should be walking away with some money tomorrow um, and some more bragging rights, even though it's not my team. It's just funny to watch some Dallas fans, fans squirm, whether it's the Cowboys or the Mavs. Um, you're not squirming, Leo. I love Luka Doncic. I think Luka's going to be a really, really, really good player. He's going to have to develop more. We all know that. Um, but develop more, that's what the point of eight OTAs is for, right? Niners did get back to football. OTAs is here. We got some Trey Lance content. We got some Trey Lance throwing the football to everyone but Debo Samuel <laughs> in the video. Uh, Debo is not in attendance. We did we absolutely expected him to not attend OTAs. It is voluntary, not mandatory. I did not expect him to show up. I don't think Nick Bosa is there right now, and I pro I don't believe Trent Williams is there either. Some people just don't have to show for these things, and I think the Niners are okay with Bosa and Trent Williams continuing their workouts where they are, uh, similar to what they did last year. Uh, we did see clips of George Kittle. We saw Fred Warner. We saw the usual suspects in the uh, little hype video that the 49ers had put out. Um, some news this evening came out a little bit earlier today. Matt Barrows, during his um, – he does a mailbag generally at The Athletic. He did bring up the fact that the 49ers are expected to release defensive end, outside linebacker D. Ford with a post-June 1 designation. Um, for those who have been monitoring this D. Ford situation, unfortunately his body just never cooperated with him. He had a back issue for the last three seasons, and it's unfortunate that his career is likely going to end, you know, on this low note, um, according to Matt Barrows, the 49ers are expected to release D Ford in the coming weeks as a post June one release. Will as a post June first release, will save the 49ers 1.1 million dollars in 2022 and 2.76 million dollars in 2023. D Ford in the three seasons as a 49er, according to SpotTrack.com, was paid 41.827 million dollars. For 378 snaps and nine and a half sacks in three seasons. He had one playoff sack in the uh, 2019 run leading up to the Super Bowl, and that was against Minnesota. Unfortunately, he just never reached the heights of the 2018 D. Ford from Kansas City, which is what we all hoped. What do we make of this, the D. Ford era in San Francisco, Leo? Uh, what do you make of it is 2019. I think that's the year you look at where you just don't shake your head at. Uh, he was a big part of that 2019 team. When D Ford was on the field, the 49ers allowed 10 points less per game in 2019. And, and that was huge. And you saw that happen in the playoff run. Um, I, I think it's very unfortunate because you could play the hindsight 2020 role now saying, oh, the 49ers that year, they should have went and paid Zadarius Smith even though that doesn't match up on what they were trying to do as a speed rusher perspective, but I'm just saying as a complete edge rusher, um, some people may look at it as that. Uh, but it's, you know what, in, in this business, you're probably going to swing and miss more than you swing and hit. So that that's what I look at it. It's just with, with D Ford, you know, you, you can't have too many of those contracts given out. It, it's you live and you learn you you can't just keep burning on it and i think this is probably more of a negative spotlight at it because of jarek mckinnon didn't work out because of jimmy garoppolo's contract it was a pretty freaking hefty one and look what they did to go ahead and move on from him 
essentially invest three first round picks in Trey Lance, not trade. They traded two. They invested in three. Let's get it straight. Um, and they haven't really hit on some of their other free agent signings. It's been more of the the money ball perspective, the guys they haven't necessarily paid much, veteran minimums, the Arden Keys that worked out, the Kerry Hiders that worked out, um, those type of con Kwan Williams that worked out. Um, even though I think Kwan came the year before Kyle and John. But that's where the team's at. It's everybody, every fan wants your team to to pull an Aaron Judge and swing for the fence and knock it out. Um, instead, it's these big contracts have been, you know, more of the Giants, San Francisco Giants perspective and just been straight money ball. Um, you got to hit on these big contracts. You really do. Um, if you're going to sign guys from the outside, uh, you, you can't take a certain percentage of the cap, continue to restructure, put it in complete chaos if they're not going to hit. Uh, I think us as fans could fully agree you're knocking about a thousand when you sign these guys. Uh, but someone like D Ford and how big that contract was. And then I think what also hurts is you saw 2019, you saw what he could do when healthy. It's just very unfortunate, but the good thing is they have the talent to move on from D Ford. Honestly, I'm at the point to where you're saving 1.1 million. You're saving a million dollars. Just keep on the keep them on the roster. It's a million freaking dollars. <laughs> you you have more in dead cap. You you have you're you're paying about six million dollars in dead cap. Like for for one million dollars, just keep him on the roster. If he's healthy, the playoffs cool. If not, then who gives a crap? could be something here with the the savings is to basically get the rest of this draft class re-signed. It was my understanding that the Niners only need r- roughly about 4 million, I'm just not 4 million, about $400,000 to sign the entire draft class for this 2022 season just because of the top 51 rule. It's really uh weird language in that rule that I don't fully understand, but I think the D Ford era, the Weston Richburg era, like it's back to back off seasons in 2018 and 2019, right? 2018, we all saw that they invested in Weston Richburg. That ultimately didn't work out, although he did play 15 games in, in 2018 and then 13 in 2019. But those are some big signings, right? Weston Richburg was a big offensive uh, um, uh, offseason free agent addition that just didn't pan out because of his injury concern. Like, he was the correct talent, just injuries. It ruined his career, right? He tore the patella tendon he had the quad tear like he had some issues with his you know his legs and that was a problem d ford you trade for him and i think the biggest red flag was andy reed andy reed was willing to give this guy away like he just gave him away for a second round pick like like that's to me that was a red flag when they did it right did i did i like the sign the the trade yeah but i was i had questions like guys like bill belichick and andy reed if they're willing to give a guy away you might want to check out that stuff, right? And then for those folks who had paid attention to D4, D4, I've said it before on the 4th and Gold podcast, D4 is a Sunday player. Get him to Sunday, and you're fine. And initially with D4's time in San Francisco, I don't know that they used him correctly during the week, Monday through Monday through Saturday, practice time, the reps, you know, because he had so many back issues going all the way back to Auburn. And I think the Chiefs had recognized that and started to just really, look, let's just get this guy to Sunday. He's a, a talented player. He's going to figure it out. It's not a big deal. And ultimately, it ended up backfiring on the Niners. And 
it didn't work out in their favor. So, unfortunately, he was paid a lot of money for minimal production, right? Do the Niners make the Super Bowl without him? Probably not because he was a big factor in that Minnesota game. Him and, and Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and DeForest Buckner had a field day in that divisional game against the Vikings. Uh, D. Ford was a speed rusher off the edge versus Green Bay um, in the NFC Championship game in 2019. And then, of course, he was disruptive in the Super Bowl. He didn't get that many snaps, but he was disruptive in the Super Bowl as well. So he did pay off to an extent, but for the amount of money that the Niners had to come out of pocket, uh, it just didn't match up. And unfortunately for him, this might be the end of his career. Um, NFL is not for long, so get your money. I can't be mad at the guy for getting his money. Um, but for the Niners' sake, it's just it's just not ideal. I will say this. I love the part that you brought up, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. What more of a red flag can you freaking get when that same year, it's not like the Chiefs couldn't afford D Ford. In fact, they actually gave up draft capital to go sign and pay Frank Clark. Like, what bigger red flag can you get? And the narrative around it, remember, of that time was, oh, we're transitioning from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Um, so since we're going to a 4-3, you know, that's the reason why we're looking to trade D4. That's the whole reason. 49ers played a damn 4-3. <laughs> so the, the the Chiefs' reasoning of wanting to get rid of him had no effect on you. Like, you bit, like you just bit the bait. It, it should have been a red flag saying, huh, Chiefs want to pay this guy with character concerns and give up draft capital and Frank Clark. And let D Ford walk and after a career year. And instead of correct paying D Ford after a career year. Hmm. And they're and they're saying because they run a four three and we run a four three. Huh. Let's go make it happen. Let's second round pick. Send it in. So before signing or I'm sorry, before being traded to the 49ers in twenty eighteen, D Ford played sixteen games. He had mm-hmm. seven forced fumbles, thirteen sacks. Jesus. 55 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, and 29 QB hits. Let me repeat that last one. 29 QB hits. In his three years with the Niners, he had 10 QB hits. And he had three forced fumbles. Insane. Look, like you said, I don't blame the team for for wanting to make the splash because it. we damn know it was a necessity. We was out there with, with... uh, freaking what? Who was Cassius it? Marsh, baby? Cassius Marsh out there as the top edge rusher. So you you can't blame the team for wanting to make the 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 splash hit, or you can blame the team as saying, "Hey, the freaking red flags were there." That's where you can say it. It is what it is, man. Hope D Ford the best. You know, it's unfortunate that his career has come to this. You know, come to this point where he's going to be released and. Who knows if he gets you know who knows if he can rehabilitate and get back on the field and sign it somewhere uh, but it doesn't look likely you know for a guy who only played um, he only played 18 games in three years so that's just not it's not ideal right and then three playoff games so he's played 21 games in three seasons it's just not ideal for any team to invest heavily in, into someone like him but we wish him the best we wish him well going forward thank you for what you did while you were here you were a very big part of the 2019. Super Bowl run, right? Um, without you, the Niners likely don't win a few of those games because he had some key force fumbles, some key late game sacks. He did what he had to do when he was here and when they needed it. Someone else who probably won't be here at the end of the year or beginning of the season, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Jimmy Garoppolo. I know I've been, I know we've been trying to avoid this topic um, for a while, but Albert Breer had some comments about the 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, and basically states that he does not believe the plan right now is to keep Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. And I think we can all agree that that has kind of been the story since the end of the 2021 season. Jimmy Garoppolo said his goodbyes. Jimmy Garoppolo has been on his little radio tour basically saying he would not wish uh, the 2021 season on any other quarterback um, or anyone else kind of dealing with a situation like that. This marriage is coming to an end, and it's coming to an end sooner than later. Um, the 49ers have started their Trey Lance campaign, right? First first OTA video is literally all Trey Lance. Like The, the promotion is there. The backing of the player is there. Kyle admits it in the um, owners' meetings that, hey, this is the next evolution in Trey Lance's story is we are going to, we believe he is our starter, we believe he is ready, and that's why they looked into trading Jimmy Garoppolo. The idea that the national media or just folks out there who haven't paid attention to what Kyle said and what actually has happened um, with Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of frustrating. It's, it's not that the Niners want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, it's just the market doesn't exist, and it did not exist to an extent to where the Niners felt comfortable giving him away for nothing and or teams weren't comfortable with him having surgery so late in the process and being unable to throw a football until July, right? We have probably about another month and a half before we see some Jimmy Garoppolo action. You read the Albert Brewer piece. Anything to take away from it that, you know, stood out to you? It's basically what we all been chirping on is Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to be on this team one way or another. There's significant cap relief just by even releasing him doesn't necessarily have to come with a trade. Um, and that cap relief is so significant to where, yeah, it, it, it's probably worth to go ahead and, and release if you don't have a landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo and it. And that's what it's appearing as. Um, obviously we're, they're going to go ahead and wait until he's healthy and then Jimmy Garoppolo's could camp could get more involved of testing the market because obviously with the shoulder surgeries, it's not going to clear any team's physical as the quarterback. Um, <clears throat> so it's been, it just basically concretes what we already knew. And for any fans that were worried, if they have coworkers that aren't 49er fans saying, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be your guys' starter next year. How do you feel about that? Well, now you could go into work and say, shut the hell up. Look what Albert Breer wrote. He's not going to be on the 49ers next season. Yeah, so Albert Breer, he he said he hits on the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo having an open line of communication um, about the situation. I think the Niners have expressed that publicly several times. That You know, the idea is they've kept Jimmy Garoppolo in the loop the entire time. Um, They were kind of sideswiped by the surgery when when it did happen. Um, but for the most part, this is coming to an end and it's coming to an end soon. There's not much else to really say about this. It's just, it's just a waiting game. It's not, it's not an if, it's a, it's a when. Um, and it's not that you want to run the guy out the building, right? I think the Niners made it very clear what their intentions are. And then for the fans like myself, it's not that we want the guy to like just leave already. It's more, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Like the Niners could hold on to him if they needed to, right? If Trey isn't where they think he needs to be. Like there's a, there's another player to this that probably still hangs around Kyle Shanahan's head. Like, but I, what I, what I kind of want to do here with this Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance love triangle is I, I don't want to give Kyle the, the option to have to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, right? If he's around, 
then it's always like, eh, could I always go back to Jimmy? Right? You don't want that. It's kind of like you you have your you have your new girl, and then your ex girl kind of comes around every once in a while. You're like, eh, can I? Maybe. Right? You don't want to do that. Um, so that's that's all that's part of it too. The awkwardness in the in the locker room, the awkwardness with the situation. George Kittle was on Pat McAfee a couple days ago. You know, basically just saying, look, all the kid does, all he needs is reps. We've seen some insane stuff from him in practice. Give him the reps. Jim, George Kittle also kind of said what we would we we've been saying for a year. The lumps are going to be there. The growing pains are going to happen. Like you have to deal with it. And the Niners are a talented enough roster to where they could survive, right? I said it. The floor for this team is nine wins. Ceiling to me is eleven. If you can get to nine wins with some hiccups, that is promising. And, and those nine wins, how do they look? Right? Are they losing by three, or are they losing by twenty? Right? If it's a you know three three to six point loss, and Trey looks competent, he looks confident, and it's and, and it's down to the wire. Then yeah, that's those are things you build off of to twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, because this roster is going to churn again anyways in the next two years. So by the time Trey's getting his big contract, you got younger talent. You got this guy becoming the leader that you need him to be going forward. It's unfortunate the way things ended with Jimmy, right? It's like I think we all wanted him to be the guy. It just is what it is. It's just a business. George Kittle said it himself. Oh, teams are always looking to get younger, cheaper, and better. And that's what the Niners did, hopefully, with Trey Lance. Absolutely. And... When when taking a look at Trey Lance or evaluating Trey Lance, just stay away from people that, you know, Chris Sims or I'm not even going to mention the wannabe scout. It's just let it happen. Just like we've seen what the what the floor of this offense can be. And that's Nick Mullins, that's C.J. Beathard, and I'll tell you what. Trey Lance is not the floor of this offense. He, he's a lot higher. He's closer to Jimmy Garoppolo than he is Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. And what did the 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, in his two healthy seasons, two NFC championship games. Uh, so I completely agree with you as far as the floor being nine wins. Um, I do project this team to be around 11 and six. So I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited this is this is a new era. I don't think we've had a quarterback this this touted since Alex Smith. We could say Colin Kaepernick as far as like the dual threat, but he was a second round pick. He wasn't that early first round guy that you knew was getting the keys to the car. Kaepernick was kind of just like, okay, this is pretty early. Let's let's just see what happens. And um, there was no real true expectations. And with Trey Lance, there's expectations. So. This process is exciting. Like you said, in two years, this roster is probably going to look a little different. You're going to have guys that are a little older um, that are going to cost a little more, and and you're going to have other draft picks that come in, not named Trey Lance or not named in this past year's draft. So it's uh, it's time. It's time. We got some football, man. Football is here. It's around the corner. Before you know it, August will be here, and then September, and then we're, you know, we're in the week one, and we're literally just <laughs> – every week runs into each other because the NFL never sleeps. Um, you know, it, it's, it's Trey Lance's time. And, you know, I'll, I'll shoot Chris Simpson bail. Chris Simpson was on with our guy, Rob Setsgrove. He, he explained himself much more clearly about his questions and concerns with Trey Lance. And I think they're all fair criticisms. And I think they're all fair evaluation points on Trey Lance. Yeah. 
I guess what I'm saying is don't take it as the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like one man's opinion is not going to ter- determine Trey Lance's career. Like don't, that's what I'm saying. Like don't take it as the Bible. Uh, Chris Sims last season, he actually had Mac Jones 31st or 30th. And obviously Mac Jones proved to be a top 20 quarterback in the league. It's just Chris Sims doesn't have any data to go off of. So just don't treat it like the Bible. Um, let let Trey Trey Lance develop into what he was. Hell, Sims had Kyler. I think Kyler Murray's rookie year. He was like twenty fourth. It's just that's what these guys do. It's when they've been in the media for so long, they're not going to instantly put a rookie in a top fifteen. And if that's what you're expecting, ain't nobody going to do that. Yeah, and you know, and to be fair, probably shouldn't put those type of expectations on a rookie quarterback, a guy with three hundred eighty one passes in in three seasons. Um, it's a matter of just letting the kid develop and work work his way through. And I think 49ers fans should um, practice some patience with Trey. Um, I know that's a really tough thing to do considering the roster and everything else. But I don't know. I'm not going to set super high expectations for the kid. I just think he needs to be at the level of Jimmy Garoppolo for year one and go forward from there. And if it looks similar to that and a little bit better, then we're in good shape. And I think that's all that matters for the first year. As long as he understands the offense, is competent enough to get it done, um, the Niners should be fine. But how does he get it done without Debo Samuel? How does he do it without Debo? Debo is not in attendance for OTAs. We understand that. We also knew that was going to be the case um, with with Debo Samuel, considering he's in the middle of a contract dispute, contract negotiations. But I think things are starting to cool down, right? It was all super hot before the draft. Everyone swore he's going to be a Jet. He was going to get traded, right? We had me and Andrew Pasquini was on the show the one the one week, and then you came. We had you follow up the following week. We had our concern meter. I think the highest we ever got to was five out of ten. It was never going to happen. Debo wasn't going to get traded. It just is what it was um, at the time. But Ian Rapport was on the Pat McAfee show. He had some conversations with Ian uh, or Pat, Pat and Ian discussed the Debo Samuel situation. Let's play that right now. Sounds like you all think that the Niners are going to get it figured out with him on their time. Is that still how you feel, or what's going to happen with Debo? And what is um, what is uh, Tory Dondi Dondi thinking about it all now at this point? Well, I would say I I think they can get it settled. I don't believe it is settled right Whoa. now, and there's a lot of work that has to be done. Like this is when a player asks for a trade, basically says he does not want to be there. And it has nothing to do with the contract because, remember, he basically told them, don't offer me a contract. I'm not going to take it. I want to be traded. There is some work that has to get done. Kyle Shanahan is very charismatic and also very good at making sure football players are good at their jobs, right? He's a great play designer, and he has helped Debo Samuel become, like, the dynamic weapon he has been. So I think they could get it worked out, but they are not there yet. And it has more to do with just contract. Like, I think the fact that the 49ers drafted a running back in the mid-rounds, I believe third round if I remember correctly, um, was actually valuable and important because then he doesn't have to be used as a running back as much as maybe he was last year. That is probably an important part of this along with other things like contract and whatever else. He wouldn't mind being a running back if they would just pay him for it as well, right? I don't think so. I think it's more career longevity, like – and, you know, running backs, it, it hurts, 
you get injured all the time. You have short careers. Like you see the contracts of running backs. Like it's different. You're as a receiver, those guys are getting paid like nothing we've ever seen. And you can play into your thirties as a receiver. Fascinating. So I just assumed that if they would pay him for, you know, top dollar wide receiver with a bonus running back thing on top of that for however many snaps that he would be cool with it. But I guess he's thinking like eight, 10 years into the future, he'd like to continue just be able to do his thing. Like we're seeing Devontae be able to do and others. <laughs> all right. Fascinating. Hope it all gets worked out by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'd be a mandatory. He, he would be a mini camp then is, or you're thinking. That one, I do not know. Uh, you know, you can do a couple different ways. You can do the, the, the hold-in, you can do the hamstring pull, the back, the migraines, um, or you can make a bigger statement and say, I'm not going to show up, find me. And then, you know, usually if you get a contract, they kind of erase the fines, um, and that is a possibility. If he's there for minicamp, then there's probably a good chance the team will pull him aside and try to talk to him and try to work this out in person. So I think if he's there, this could go a long way to fixing this. But I don't know for sure if he's going to be there. Well, we know Debo's not going to be there. Uh, It's been (laughs) expressed that he wasn't going to show up for the voluntary OTAs. The next, you know, um, point in this offseason where Debo Samuel and the 49ers would come to an impasse would be June 13th. Those are mandatory minicamps. Does Debo Samuel, is he willing to forfeit 90 plus thousand dollars by missing three practices. I don't think so. Um, I think Ian's last point on there was about getting Debo in the building, sitting down, having a conversation. There's value in having a face to face conversation. I think I've said this a couple of times on the show. Um, and when it comes to negotiating, we can get more done in person than we can, than we can over the phone. Let's figure this out. Let's go from there. Um, do I believe there was, Different layers to this situation with Debo Samuel. Yeah, do I think there's a Jimmy Garoppolo theme here? Yeah. Do I think there's a concern about usage? Absolutely. Do I think there was a money question? Absolutely. I think it was all three things. I think the last part of it, um, the least thing, the least, I guess the smallest issue would have been location. I don't think that Debo really cares about playing in California. That doesn't sound like something that matters to him because he does train in L.A., like and he trains pretty much all over the country. He's literally down here in Austin right now. He was at the War- the Warriors Mavericks game on Sunday night. He's he was here all weekend in Austin. He was here Thursday through Saturday. He's at Collective Gym. He was at Collective Gym again today. He's probably gonna be there the rest of the week from a buddy I know that works out over there. Um, and then he's probably gonna head to Houston with Trent Williams, where he's been where he spent last off season, right? Like, I don't think it matters. Where he where he plays, I think the stuff about usage, having a long career, right? The Niners drafting uh, TDP in the third round, Danny Gray in the you know, in the fourth or in, yeah, the third round, excuse me, as well. You know, I think those things go a long way into making sure they can accommodate Debo's skills, and you know, keep him around for a long period of time because you don't want this guy to get banged up. I think we all remember. The Green Bay NFC Divisional game. He left it all on the field, man. He limped off that field. Because he's getting so many carries. He limped off that field. Right? You have to protect yourself as well. And I understand it from Debo Samuel's standpoint. Get your money, but also protect yourself at the same time. And use him as a wide receiver because he can also be utilized as a downfield threat that he wasn't able to be used as with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. So hopefully this Trey Lance-Debo Samuel connection uh, will be fruitful in 2022. 
he's not the only guy missing from OTAs. Nick Bosa is not there. Um, but whether he had a he got a new contract or not, he probably still wouldn't be there. Uh, he's working out with his brother in South Florida, and that's what he's going to do year in, year out. Um, Trent Williams is not there, and you probably don't want Trent Williams to be there because, one, his age. Two, you want to see what the other guys could do at tackle position anyways. Uh, you don't want necessarily Trent Williams in there wasting reps or just wasting his time to stand around where he could get his own workout routine, where he's comfortable and where it has worked out for the past few years because he wasn't the healthiest guy in Washington with the 49ers. He's actually been a lot healthier with the 49ers than he has been in Washington. So keep that same routine that he has been going the past couple of years. And then lastly, Alex Smack is not there as well. And um, he's still compl- he's still thinking about retirement. We'll see. Um, if I had to take an educated guess, I, I kind of flopped on this saying, oh, it sounds like he won't be. Oh, it sounds like he will be. But if the guy's taking this long, nothing's mandatory has popped up yet. I would assume that maybe he's just getting his body right and, and he's going to come back or else the 49ers maybe would have made a corresponding move if not, if they already had word on it. Um, Debo Samuel is probably the most important guy to be there, though, because of the new quarterback in Trey Lance. Uh, but this is the forty. This is the position the 49ers put themselves in with not having a trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo, not having his money off the books. And it, with, with his contract still on the books, it's hard to get this Debo contract in. Um, <clears throat> so it's kind of like they've done this to themselves a bit, and, it, and it's earned. His money's earned. Uh, there's no way, like Pat McAfee was talking about, I love the guy, great show, but there's no way the 49ers are going to play him Devontae Adams money plus, you know, a running back bonus on top of it. Uh, that's just, you're talking about now paying him, what, 30 million, 31 million, 32 million. Like, that's just not going to happen. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, since that's not going to happen, Debo Samuel understands that's not going to happen. So, a guy like him should absolutely focus 100% on longevity, on not getting just the first contract renewal, getting the second one. And if you're lucky enough, get the third one. Um, So Debo Samuel, smart guy. He's got a smart circle around him, understands that it's more than just one payday. Uh, So I, if I had to take an educational guess on it, I would assume he's there for minicamp just to not lose out on the money. Um, I know Rappaport said, Oh, you could, you know, if a deal's done, uh, that could be all fixed later, the, the money. Uh, yeah, but it's a lot harder to get the deal done if you're not in person working it out. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if it's like, oh, you know, hamstring maintenance, not practicing today. Yeah, similar to what TJ Watt did last year. He had a hold in. He showed up to, he showed up to all the mandatory stuff but just didn't practice, right? Eventually, he just went into the owner's office and was like, hey, look, let's just get this damn contract done. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, let's finish it. Um, maybe that's what Debo does. Maybe that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan sit down with Debo while he's there and say, hey, look, man, this is this, you know, we'll, they get it figured out in person, um, which is probably like the situation, you know, I, Debo, I don't think Debo wants to be anywhere else. The Niners obviously were not interested in trading him, right? Otherwise they would have done so unless the offer was, unless those offers were not the greatest. Uh, the Alex Mack thing is the only real question mark right now for me. As a 49er fan. So what does that mean? It's center. 
Jake Brendel is a guy that played pretty well in preseason last year. And then the 49ers did draft um, <clears throat> Nick Zakelj. I keep, I think I say it right every time. I hope I'm saying it right. But Nick Zakelj out of Fordham. And they also have Donovan West out of Arizona State. And then Jason Poe, the very versatile offensive lineman out of Mercer, undrafted free agent West and Poe, probably likely have some opportunity at the center position. I think if Mac is not going to be here um, in 2022, I think it's a, a competition between Brunskill and Brendel. And if those two can't handle it, the name that comes up most is J.C. Treader. So we'll see what they do there at the center position. I just hope the Niners get the center position figured out already. It's been six years. Kyle, you've gone through so many centers. Just get a center that will build with Trey Lance. Um, a lot to cover. 49ers will have media availability tomorrow. Uh, media is open to practices tomorrow. And also, I think Kyle Shanahan speaks tomorrow. So while you're hearing there. While you're hearing this, it'll be Tuesday, so you, the Niners will be speaking to media today. I would just say it that way. Um, so I'm I'm gonna be locked in for to for what Kyle has to say, his comments on the Debo situation, comments on the Jimmy situation, and hopefully we get some more vote of confidence in the Trey Lance as the starter situation goes. Um, I think you and I have been beaten a dead horse along with the entire Niners Nation crew about. You're not you're not, you're not uh, tricking anybody with your positioning on Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle, and John. Just just be all in on the uh, Trey Lance era. Before we get out of here, Leo, quick question: Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo would prefer to be released or traded? And if released, would he want to go to Seattle? I think his preference is <clears throat> probably to be traded. Because that means he's keeping, he's making his money, but he's okay with being released. It, like it's not a situation to where he's going to be completely bummed out, pissed off, and if anything, he'll pull in Antonio Brown. Either way, this happens, and runs outside, calls Grandma, and says, "I'm free as a bird." Maybe that, maybe that will happen. Um, but I think for Jimmy Garoppolo, it's you. You want to go to a contender. You want to give yourself a chance to win. And <clears throat> what Jimmy Garoppolo has done, win healthy, I think he believes that he could probably go to a Seattle team and win. And so I, I can see the to me like that's that's legit the match. If I'm the 49ers, I'm just doing the damn trade. Seattle, give me something. Like, how ugly would it look to see Jimmy Garoppolo go to Seattle and you get nothing, legit nothing for it? I think Jimmy would be happy with that. Yeah, Seattle, give me a five. <laughs> like, Jimmy Garoppolo wants a chance to start, and it's not. And I mean, are moving on. Like, I mean, the writing's it, on the wall. I don't know if anyone's watched the Geno Smith and Drew Lock competition in the last couple of days. That doesn't look promising at all. Yeesh. No. And I would argue That's Jimmy Garoppolo is better than those two guys, and respectfully, we we saw what what Seattle looked like when they weren't making the playoffs last season. We saw what the stands looked like; it was pretty pretty damn empty. Seattle, you want to sell some tickets, man? You want to get back to that twelfth man, huh? Put that pretty guy under center. Come on, 
You know, let's get you to let's get you to five hundred. Give me a third, and I'll give you Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo in Seattle, I don't think it'd be the biggest. I don't think it'd be terrible for Jimmy's career, but I don't think the Niners are willing to to send him there willingly. Like, I, I just it just what what do the 49ers lose? That's my question. What do the 49ers lose by sending him there? They don't lose anything. They gain draft capital, right? I know. Like, they don't lose anything. But I don't think get, Seattle's going to be willing. Pick. I don't think Seattle's willing to trade for him. I think they're willing to. I think these teams are willing to wait the Niners out until they absolutely have to cut him. That's fair. That's fair. And Seattle's he ends like, up in Seattle. We're the only destination. Because they are the only destination. Yeah. It, at yeah. this point, it, it is just Seattle. Carolina's not doing this. It's Seattle. Houston for what? Like why Davis Houston, Mills? Why I, they're they they're why happy are you with gonna Davis. why are you gonna pay Jimmy Garoppolo five million twenty five million dollars if you're Houston and give up draft capital? Why the team the team to watch? I could see I could see I could see Houston flirting with it if Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent because now you could give him the contract that you're comfortable with. But I don't see why they would move twenty five million dollars plus draft capital for Jimmy Garoppolo when you have Davis Mills in building. And I'm saying that as a non-Davis Mills believer. It's going to be interesting, man. I really think he wants to be released, and I think he wants to go to Seattle just to give him one last fuck you to the Niners. Like I that that I think that's what it is. Then I'll say what D what happened when DJ Reed moved on to Seattle. Cool. If the 49ers play against him, it's probably going to work out better for the 49ers. Fred Warner did intercept Jimmy Garoppolo a lot in practice, so yes, I'm all for it. Yes. <laughs> Um, Fred Warner becomes Bobby Wagner. He's pretty close. He's pretty close. Um, but that'll do it for us. The Niners are back at practice. Another OTA uh, tomorrow or today. When you, if you're hearing, you're listening to this on a Tuesday. So today, uh, media availability will happen. Kyle Shanahan, likely Trey Lance, your notable Niner players will be speaking to the media. Uh, you'll have those out there. Uh, stay tuned for everything coming from Niners Nation this week. A lot of content coming out. Um, Chris Sims was just on with Rob Statsgore. If you missed that one, check that out. He explained himself much better on his thoughts with Trey Lance. Some fair, some not so fair. But overall, it is football. We just have to have an objective view about the situation. And all of us just practice patience with this entire Trey Lance 49ers, you know, um, just not, I shouldn't say situation, but the Trey Lance era, right? It's going to take time and there's going to be some bumps in the road. Um, Hopefully he just gets them all out early on in the season and the Niners can make themselves a contender or, you know, get into a, uh, a very deep playoff run. But as always, I'm Javi. That is Leo. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Javier Vague underscore. Follow my guy, Leo here at Leo Luna 93. And as always, make sure you're checking out everything at Niners nation podcast network, subscribe, rate review. We appreciate it very, very much. Leave a review. Uh, Rob reads most of those on his show and uh, we do appreciate you us, you giving us five stars, four stars, whatever it is. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me or Leo. We're always open to have conversation and, and discuss the 49ers. There's a lot of questions around this team. It's an exciting time. The new era of quarterback play is here for the 49ers, and we are all along for the ride. Um, I look forward to some more Trey Lance content tomorrow. But until then, everyone stay safe. Go Niners. Peace. <laughs>